Welcome to a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. This is the simple truth in a world of complicated facts. I'm Luke Taylor, and I don't know why you're here, but but if you stick around, you'll hear some things that are going to make you mad today. Um, mad if you care about truth, justice, and the American way. And, and then you'll wonder why, why you are here. <laughs> you'll be asking yourself that question, too. And uh, and I, I guess I, there's just some things that I think we ought not to forget um, because it seems that the rest of the country, the rest of the world is moving on and forgetting some of these things that I want to talk about today. And I don't think they should be forgotten. I'm coming to a place where I'm just starting to realize or perhaps accept that there is is not going to be accountability for some of the horrible things, some of the travesties that have happened to our country over the past few years, uh, miscarriages of justice, and some of the worst things in American history to ever happen. Uh, and they have happened mainly just since 2012, or sorry, 2020. Um, so let's talk about some of this stuff uh, that, that I just hope in this in the sea of constantly changing news cycles and um, talking about the next thing, the next Trump indictment, the next poll that comes out about the election, the next the next Biden brain fart, all these things that just keep turning over the news cycle day after day after day, some big stuff that happened to our country and to our world the past few years that I just think we we ought to keep in mind, keep in the back of our minds since no one else is going to. And let's just start with with China, okay? China started COVID-19. Has everyone just like forgotten that? Has China ever paid any consequences for that? They literally created the virus in a lab. And then when it got out, it got exposed to the public and started spreading through their population. And then it slowly made its way over to America. And so then we had to have our own lockdown. It made its way all over the world. And various countries had their economies wrecked, people locked down in their homes, uh, and then all the stuff that came after that. All this happened because of China. Not to mention the fact that when all this stuff came out, China tried to cover it up. They tried to say, oh, this started in a wet market. They didn't want to admit that it started in a lab, a laboratory in Wuhan, China, a virology lab. They wanted to pretend that it was just a coincidence that the virus escaped into that town. And that exact town where the virology lab was located. And it was just a coincidence that it, it just it just started in that town at a wet market because the wrong DNA ma- mixed with the wrong DNA of some other animal. And that's where it all came from. China tried to cover this up. The WHO tried to cover it up for China. And the truth came out because the truth was obvious. New York Times and lots of these other news outlets, they said it was racist if you pointed out the obvious truth of where or- COVID-19 originated. Dr. Fauci and uh, his boss at the NIH, Francis Collins, they tried to cover it up because they thought it was going to hurt the reputation of science. They thought they were the great defenders and protectors of science. (laughs) They thought they had to protect science's reputation. And so they tried to cover it up. They were all liars. And there's apparently never going to be any accountability for that. As far as I know, China has never paid a single consequence for letting this virus out that killed millions of people around the world. They've never faced a single consequence for that. No one's ever held them accountable for it, and I don't think anybody ever will. And the world just kind of keeps spinning. The world just moves on and wants to pretend like nothing happened and wants to pretend like China had nothing to do with it. (laughs) It is wild. It is wild, guys. I, I just can't, I can't quite... 
wrap my mind around it. But then here we are. I'm I'm coming just now to the point where I'm just accepting. I guess they're just never going to face any consequences for what they did and then how they went and tried to cover it up. And I know some people, you know, the conspiracy theories come out and it's fine. It does seem like a conspiracy. But, you know, the conspiracy theories come out that this was released on purpose. I don't agree with that. I actually don't think it was released on purpose. I know there's a lot of reasons because we saw the WEF and WHO and all these, you know, UN world organizations. We saw all them use this op- as an opportunity to do a lot of shady stuff and change laws and 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 infringe on our freedoms more. So I know a lot of it looked like it might have been orchestrated from the beginning. I, I actually don't think they meant for this to get out, at least not at this time, because if they were going to release it on purpose, why would they release it in the exact same town as where the virology lab is located? Like that gives it away where it came from. You know, if you were actually just, if you wanted to actually pretend it started in a wet market, you don't do it in the same town where the virology lab is located just a few blocks away. <laughs> you take it to some other town and you set it off there. You know, or preferably you don't even do it in your own country. You put it somewhere else. So the fact that it that it was released in the exact same town as the virology lab, to me, that indicates they didn't intend for it to get out. It it accidentally got out. Uh, however, you know, however that happened. Um, okay, some some more on this subject though of of people not being held to accountability. Dr. Anthony Fauci, he's had to testify before Congress now a few times. Um, because of his constant lying, the things that he said during the whole pandemic that were not true, things that he has to admit now were never based in scientific fact, things he said about masking, things he said about staying six feet away from other people, things he said about the vaccines. You know, they've pulled him up in front of Congress a few times now to to testify about this. His lying has been proven. And then nothing ever happened. <laughs> he was never charged. He was never charged with anything. It's just like, okay. Yep, he lied. He got stuff wrong. You know, he makes excuses for it, but it's obvious now he lied. Emails have been released showing what he said behind the scenes. He lied. And and another one, Francis Collins, who was Anthony Fauci's colleague, and Francis Collins uh, retired back during the pandemic. You know, he had spent many years in, in his role over there at the NIH. And so emails have been released now that show when they said the six-foot distance thing. You know, everyone has to stay six feet apart. In the emails, they were admitting behind the scenes that there was no science behind this. There was no data saying six feet apart had anything to do with anything. It's just something that somebody made up because they thought it sounded good. And they pushed this as this, these are common sense basic steps we have to take to, to prevent the spread of the virus. <laughs> and there was no science behind it at all. They, they made it up, guys. They made it up. There's going to be no accountability to Anthony Fauci. He was the highest paid government employee in our federal government. He was given a medal by President Trump. He was given all kinds of commendations from President Biden. And he gets to retire and he gets to have a bunch of book deals and documentaries about him. And everyone treats him like this hero. And there will never be any accountability for all the lies that he told. Speaking of President Biden, what about this? He tried to force millions, tens of millions of Americans to take a vaccine a few years ago. He passed a rule saying that that anyone who worked for a company that had, what was it, 10 or more employees, 100 or more employees, something like that, anybody who worked for one of those companies, all those companies had to require that their employees all get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, remember, 
when this idea was first proposed to Joe Biden, he said, I don't have the authority to do that. I don't have jurisdiction to do that. That's not something within my purview uh, that I can't enforce that from the executive branch. That would have to be passed through the, the legislature. And even then, I think it could still get thrown out by the Supreme Court. But he said, I don't have the authority to even do that. It wouldn't be legal. And then eight months later, he comes out and does a speech. Well, we've put up with you anti-vaxxers long enough. If you're not going to get the vaccine willingly, we're going to force you to get it or you're not going to be able to have a job. And the plan was first you put it on all the employees with like 100 or, I'm sorry, all the businesses that have 100 or more employees. And then once they got that pushed through, then they would require it for everybody else. And so this was, um, he already admitted he didn't have authority to do it. Then he tried to do it. Then the Supreme Court slapped it down. This man tried to be an authoritarian dictator and force Americans, millions of Americans, to get a vaccine injected into their body that they didn't want. Has any president since the Civil War done something that audacious, that much of an infringement on our personal human rights? I don't believe so. And yet he will never face accountability. I mean, the Supreme Court slapped it down, but he should have been impeached for that. That was radical overreach of his authority. He admitted it a year before that it was overreach, and he tried to do it anyway, and nothing will ever be, uh, he'll never be held to account over that. What about how he just recently, well, I say recently, I guess this was maybe about a year ago now, but he admitted that he had mishandled classified information because that's why the FBI raided Trump's house was they said he mishandled classified information. And um, that's relating now to his whole court case that's going to be going on with the documents that he kept at Mar-a-Lago. Well, then, do you remember that then it was discovered President Biden also had classified information from his time as a vice president? And it was like stored in a box in his garage next to one of his cars. And his defense was, he's like, well, I kept my garage locked, you know, when it was still breaking the laws for how you're supposed to handle classified information. The same charges they were sticking on Trump for his mishandling of classified information. Of course, Trump's going to be put on trial for it later this year. Is that going to happen with Biden? <laughs> of course not. He'll probably, if it, if it even would get that far, he would just pardon himself. But he's not even going to be indicted, guys, obviously. He's never going to be held to account for that. Uh, also, the Durham report came out this past year, and I did an episode because I felt like, yeah, this is something no one's going to pay attention to. And I said, if there's one thing that you pay attention to, I want you to look at one page of the Durham report, page 91, and look at what it said. You can go back on this show. I did an episode about that last summer. When the Durham report came out, what it revealed and maybe you're hearing this, you're like, what even was the Durham report? This was a document of years of research of the origins of the Russian collusion investigation. You know, for the first two or three years of Trump's presidency, all we kept hearing is that he colluded with the Russians to steal the election. This lie was repeated by countless Democrat politicians and the news media for years on end. They repeated this lie again and again and again. I'm sure some of them actually believed it was true. But do you want to know who knew it was a lie? Former President Barack Obama. He knew that Russian collusion was a hoax the entire time because he was in the room when Hillary Clinton's campaign made this lie up to try to stick these charges on Donald Trump and make it look like he was this Russian plant that was, you know, the Russians were controlling him somehow and he was going to try to take control of our government for Russia so he could do Russia's bidding. They had this whole narrative made up, 
and Obama was in the room the entire time. He knew it was a fabrication from the beginning, and yet he kept his mouth shut all those years that Trump was, you know, the media kept lying, all this stuff. Obama knew, and I think a lot of people knew it was fake the whole time, but Obama was there when they fabricated this lie with Hillary Clinton's campaign, so she knew, of course, too. They knew it was a hoax the entire time, and yet they let their own voters, their own Democratic voters, they let them believe this blatant lie, let them be deceived by it, because they wanted to make them angry. They wanted to make them angry at Trump. They wanted to use them to delegitimize Trump's presidency. And so they let their own voters, their own voting base, believe this ridiculous lie that Trump was a Russian plant. And they'll never be held to account for any of that. Are you angry today? I'm a little bit angry. <laughs> I think about these things. I'm like, it's just sinking in for me. I, I had hoped, maybe in 2024, I had hopes that perhaps we might get a president who is going to finally hold people to account for all these things, all this stuff that's been done to our, to our wonderful country and how it's been torn down and torn apart. The Hunter Biden laptop. I had hoped that maybe, you know, the New York Post runs a story about how Hunter Biden's laptop shows up at a repair shop in New York. He had just dropped it off to get fixed and never came back to collect it. And then it got turned over to the FBI and it had all kinds of wild things on it about his business dealings. And then then Twitter, which at that time was not owned by Elon Musk, Twitter blocked the report. They uh, they said, you know, this looks like Russian disinformation. All these so-called experts in the in the United States intelligence services came out. There was like 40 of them and they all lied and said, oh, yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's Russian disinformation. Now we know that that story was true. Now we know that all those intelligence experts that they lied to you, are they ever going to be held to account for that? No. Now, I guess we could say Twitter might have got held to account. <laughs> I don't know. They sold to, to Elon Musk, and so he's turned it into a free speech haven. So in that sense, maybe maybe Twitter got some comeuppance on that. They lost their... Com- I mean, it was willingly, but they, they lost control of their business. Elon Musk is now making it to where that's never going to happen again. But... But it was outrageous that it happened the first time. All these intelligence experts, do any of them get disinvited from coming on CNN or MSNBC? No, they just get to, they get to keep spreading their lies, spreading their hoaxes, telling us <laughs> that the, this or that could be just Russian disinformation and we can disregard it. They're all liars. Hunter, or Hunter, um, Adam Schiff, huge liar, and is, I guess, never going to be held to account. Biden's not going to be impeached for the the horrible stuff he did. You know, it looked like they were heading toward an impeachment. There was that impeachment inquiry that was started. But as that was, and listen, that was going to have to be, there's going to have to be some real unity uh, among the Republicans because they got that razor thin majority in the House. If just a few of them chicken out from impeaching Biden, then that impeachment was not going to go through. So it, that was just going to blow up in their faces. They needed complete unity on all that. That ended up, I guess, getting blown up back in the fall. They had that Speaker of the House fight, and the Speaker of the House ended up being replaced. Kevin McCarthy is out. I think he even retired. I don't think he's even in the House at all anymore, which maybe there's no point for him to be there anyway. But he got totally out, and Mike Johnson's our Speaker of the House now, and I haven't heard anything about impeachment since then. Hey, I'd love it if they brought it back. Biden, I think, deserves to be impeached after the joke impeachment they put on Trump. 
I think Biden should be impeached. I think every president going forward should just be impeached to show how meaningless it all is now that Democrats made it such a meaningless thing, impeaching Trump for things that were not even criminal actions. <laughs> they called it uh, contempt of Congress and uh, uh, what an obstruction of justice or something like that. You know, that, no, no, it wasn't. It's was like abuse of power. It's like just the vaguest terms they could find. Things that are not even actually crimes. You know, how did he abuse his power? In a criminal way? It was abuse of power. <laughs> it was contempt, contempt of, uh, no, it was obstruction of Congress. That's what they charged him with. Obstruction of Congress. Not obstruction of justice, which actually would be a criminal charge. They charged him with obstruction of Congress, which is nothing. That's not even a crime. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they made up this joke impeachment for Donald Trump. They made impeachment into a meaningless word in American politics. And I'd say, hey, then Biden should be impeached. He's done worse than Trump did. He tried to force Americans to take an experimental vaccine. Wasn't even FDA approved. He tried to force us to take it anyway. And he's not, he's not going to get impeached for that. He should be in jail for that. And he's not even going to have to go to jail. Now, let's get back to Trump. Just because I, you know, I'm not a Trump fan. I, I, if you listened before, I've probably made that clear. I'm not a big fan of the guy. Uh, I if I was going to get a chance to vote in the primaries this year, I would not be voting for him. But uh, I'll defend him where I think he's being mistreated. I think he is mistreated with the impeachment thing. Uh, but then I think he also needs to be held accountable. He was the creator of the vaccine. Now, he didn't force Americans to take it. He left it as a choice. But I think there's a lot of bad stuff about that vaccine. There's a lot of shady things about it. A lot of stories now of people with myocarditis issues and, uh, you know, having heart, all kinds of heart problems, all kinds of blood clots, people having strokes ever since this vaccine got rolled out. The, the VAERS data, which, which they collect data on adverse effects from vaccines, uh, and their data shows that you, you're more likely to get, um, have an adverse reaction to the COVID vaccine than you are to being hospitalized of COVID itself. So there, the, the COVID vaccine, there, it, it was like, there was like 8% of people experienced problems after getting the COVID vaccine. Whereas in past vaccines, if you even got, if there were even 1% of people experiencing problems, they would not put it out there on the market. They wouldn't be encouraging, FDA was not going to tell people to take a vaccine if even 1% of people had adverse effects. The, the COVID vaccine, it was like 8% of people had adverse effects. I heard story after story from people having blood caught. They have to be on blood thinners now. Doctors told them they had to be on blood thinners the rest of their life because they took the COVID vaccine. I hope that doesn't end up being true. But, you know, things like this happened. Heard of people who just had terrible pain or got terribly ill after their COVID vaccine. <laughs> and, and, you know, they post about it on Facebook proudly. Well, I know I did my duty to my community by getting this shot. <laughs> Uh, and then they talk about how they got sick as a dog right after they took it, but they, they're proud of themselves for doing it. It was, it's wild guys. And, and yet for all, for all the hate that the Democrats get over the vaccine, I think a lot of Republicans forget Trump is the one who proudly takes credit for creating it for his operation warp speed. And, uh, now he's been selected by Republicans again to be their front runner in this year's election. He'll never be held to account for what he did during COVID. The fact that, that you know, he's, he's the one 
who shut down the country. Maybe If he would at least come out and say, hey, that I went too far. I shouldn't have done that. It turns out the lockdowns didn't really do anything to stop the spread of the virus. It turns out that all they did was hurt the economy. But we, we were in a, a um, unforeseen situation, you know, and we were just trying to figure out what was best. Hey, I could give Grayson something like that. But Trump will go out again and again and talk about how he just feels he did nothing wrong with anything to do with his COVID response. I think we did a fantastic job on COVID. Uh, nobody knew. You know, I've been given tremendous credit for the economy, for the military, for foreign policy. The one thing I've never been given credit for was the job we did on COVID. We did a fantastic job with all of the uh, all of the medicines. And all, if you look at Regeneron, all of the things that we did, we did a fantastic job. Have never been given the credit for that. That was just this past week. So, you know, he he still is not going to accept any fault for anything that he did during COVID-19. You know, the fact that he gave Fauci a medal, the fact that he locked down the country, pushed the masks, pushed the vaccine. He's not he's not regretful about any of that. And I used to think that Republicans were the ones who who didn't like the COVID vaccine, who didn't like all that stuff getting forced on us, who did think it was terrible how we blew out the spending during that whole pandemic. And all the things that the government did that really did nothing to stop the virus in the end. Um, that not, I thought the Republicans were the ones who cared about that. Apparently not. Apparently they're just going to put Trump in there again. You know, and, and when he has no regrets about how he handled it the first time. Here we go again. No accountability. And not only that, Trump has already said he's not going to hold the FBI accountable. You know, January, it would be so easy for him to blame January 6th on the FBI. Because there's so much evidence that the, the FBI had something to do with it. The fact they won't deny how many agents that they had agents in the crowd. The fact that Ray Epps was clearly working for the feds to get people to go into the Capitol. And he got that little slap on the wrist lately. But it's, it's so obvious he was involved with this whole thing, working for the feds. And it would be so easy for Trump to shift the blame for everything that happened to the FBI because there's so much evidence that they were involved. They were undermining his whole administration. They continued to try to make conservatives look bad day after day. <laughs> they just had another one of their Patriot Front rallies where a bunch of feds dress up as white supremacists and go marching around. They just did it all again this past weekend. It's like they, they target um, conservatives and Christian parents who show up at school board meetings and want to treat them like terrorists. And yet, what does Trump say? He says he wants to build them a brand new headquarters. <laughs> A beautiful new building and keep them in Washington, D.C. He doesn't want to dismantle them. He doesn't want to get rid of the FBI, which is what they really need done. He doesn't want to totally take it apart. He wants to give them a beautiful new building and keep them close. Just absolutely, absolutely wild. And then Republicans go and vote for him again. So it's like, hey, what have we been talking about the past three or four years? How we need to get rid of the FBI, disband the FBI. But yet we're just going to go put Trump in again. No accountability. Remember that January 6th bomb hoax? They told us that a concerned citizen, uh, if you don't remember, there was a bomb at the DNC on January 6th. Someone to put a pipe bomb out front. And everyone's kind of distracted by what's going on over at the Capitol. But then it turns out that, there, so a concerned citizen reported that they found a suspicious package on the steps of the DNC. And the news would never tell us his name. The authorities wouldn't release his name. That's the kind of thing you'd think, you know, someone finds a bomb and discovers a bomb at a public location that could have killed people. 
you would think that would make that person some kind of um, hero that maybe he'd get publicized a little bit. Wow, you you found you found a bomb at the DNC. Like you would think that's the kind of thing. And yet they could never figure out who planted the bomb in the first place, despite the fact that Washington, D.C. is one of the most heavily it is the most heavily surveilled city in the world. There's cameras on every street corner. And yet someone walked down the street and planted a bomb and authorities could never seem to figure out who it is. You can't do anything in D.C. without getting seen by a camera. But apparently someone, some criminal mastermind, plants a bomb and never gets caught. And then this random citizen who they would never release his name and let us, you know, celebrate him as a hero for discovering the bomb. They would never release that. Well, guess what? It just turned out. It was a Capitol policeman who discovered the bomb. A Capitol policeman who was not at the Capitol, but was over at the DNC. Huh. What a strange coincidence. And they discovered a bomb right there on the steps of the DNC. Now, what was, what was this all about? Well, this, I believe this was still a plant by the feds that if their January 6th riot thing, if that didn't happen the way they wanted it to play out, they wanted to get people to charge into the Capitol and create this whole scene. And if that didn't work out, then they were going to blow up a bomb somewhere and blame the Republicans for that. Say, oh, wow, some Republican terrorist planted a bomb at the Democratic, at the DNC headquarters. I think there was one place at the RNC as well. It's just strange. Bombs placed at the Democratic and the Republican National Committee headquarters or convention or whatever headquarters in Washington, D.C. Bombs planted there and we never hear anything about it ever again. Doesn't seem to be much interest in figuring out who did it. They don't even really publicize it. Why not? Why, that's a big deal, right? Bombs get planted that could kill people? That's basically a terrorist act. Why would they not be making a big deal about that? Oh, it's because they got what they wanted with the January 6th riot. They didn't need to set off their bombs. They didn't need to, you know, try to pin one of the groups as terrorists. I mean, this was that was their backup plan if the insurrection plot fell through. And then they got lucky with the insurrection plot. And so they let a Capitol policeman sent him over... To, to pick up the pipe bomb and and it was all covered up and there's never going to be any accountability for it Well, guys, I want to try to do a little bit shorter show today because I'm recording this 10 o'clock at night and I didn't get an episode out last week. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I'm just going to try to get this one on out for you guys. I kind of talked about what I wanted to talk about. Um, something, other stuff that's been in the news here lately is um, that that Trump's just won New Hampshire um, and so beat Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, as everyone expected him to. It just further solidifies the fact that he will be the Republican nominee. Um, again. I just always point to the fact that this is, he's like a nearly 80-year-old man, and he's starting to really look it, and he's having a lot of these brain farts and stuff like that. We can make fun of the Biden message from our president things, and, and we will, but, but Trump's been having several of his own lately, too. Which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem, the simplest of problems we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are an institute. In a powerful death penalty, we will put this on. We have. 
So, you know, we see his age. We see that he's just not with it like he used to be. And yet, you know, after four years of talking about um, Biden's brain farts and making fun of the fact that there's this senile old man, a dementia patient, an Alzheimer's patient, all this stuff we said about Biden for years, all of the bellyaching we've done about having 80-year-old presidents, how ridiculous it is that we're electing people who are way past retirement age, people who we would never, we would not put someone who's like an 82-year-old man we would not probably put him in charge of running a gas station, and yet we'll put him in charge of running the country. I mean, it's just absolutely ludicrous what we're doing in this country right now. And then Republicans turn around, and they will put Trump in <laughs> as their nominee when he's just a few years behind Biden, and and we're starting, you know, we're seeing the aging effects on him as well, guys. Um, I'll probably I I've done a few episodes on Trump here lately, so. And I talked about him already today. I won't go into a deep dive. I'd kind of like to talk about just working out. Do I want to vote for him, even if he's the nominee this year? I'll just tell you I'm undecided. And I and I I, I did vote for him in 2020. I did not in 2016. And I, as I said, I'm undecided for 2024. If you were interested in hearing my whole thought process on that, I'll go I'll go into it. I'll try to do that on the next episode. Um and then, I, I, and then from there, I'll say he, Trump has this year, the rest of this year, to convince me to vote for him. And we'll see how that goes. Um, but it's going to involve taking probably a little bit of accountability for some of the mistakes he made with COVID. So anyway, I'll get into all that next time. Um, I've already teased it. Let's just do it. A message from our president. That at an event, and people didn't have chairs, and the press looked at me and said... <laughs> matter with that guy anyway ever thank you sergeant first class i was telling my son Bo, who i lost because of what happened in iraq anyway my my son Bo, when he made major in iraq i was i was there i wasn't with him when he made that when he got promoted but i was with him later at an event at an event and is anyway in iraq i didn't want to say where i was but uh I don't quite understand why he just continues to to lie about the fact that Bo Biden did not die because of Iraq. He had, I believe it was a brain tumor, brain cancer, and he died after his service. He didn't die in Iraq. It wasn't because of something that happened to him in Iraq. But yet Biden keeps, you heard him in that clip. He said his son died because of I, Iraq. He just keeps making up this story. He repeats this lie so many... We've talked about it before on this podcast. He keeps repeating this lie again and again. The news media doesn't even say anything about it. When they don't even go ask him, why do you keep lying about your son and where he died and the circumstances of his death? Why do you keep blaming Iraq for it when he died because of cancer that had nothing to do with Iraq? No one asks him that. Like I said, no accountability. Hey, I got a bonus one for you. <laughs> this is just weird. I just don't get it. He gave his dating advice at a recent speech as well. I tell every young man who's telling me, I'm thinking of getting married or something. I said, look, I, you have any advice? I said, yeah, pick a family with five sisters or more. And they look at me, what is that all about? I said, it's really simple. That way, one of them always loves you, not the same one. <laughs> you always have somebody on your side. And I'll give you a couple more, guys. Like, I just think it's like the Biden administration is just trolling us. So 
First Lady Jill Biden, she visited a school called Hunter High School um, this past week. And so she stands in front of a podium and they have like a big sign up. It's like on the podium or behind her. She's speaking in the gymnasium of this school. And all you see on there is the letters, the words Hunter High, because it's Hunter High School. But you see her speaking in front of a giant banner that says Hunter High. It's like. They're just trolling us at this point. <laughs> like there's, the, the fact that they would just go and do that. It's like they they don't even they don't even take it seriously. Um, the, the fact that we have a, a not speaking of the criminal who sits at the in the Oval Office, but his criminal son who has all kinds of drug problems and women with babies with different women and um, all, all kinds of sleazy stuff on his laptop. And it's suspicious career choices um, that make no sense and goes around the world picking up bags of cash for his dad. And yet, yet, despite all this scrutiny, continues to have this these drug issues and the the cocaine discovered at the White House. And then what does Jill Biden do? She goes and speaks in front of a sign that says Hunter High there. It's like they're just trolling us at this point. And also, I'll throw in this one, too. You know, after years of hearing about Trump's big lie election denialism you know how terrible it is to be a da- an election denier because you're a threat to our democracy and then biden goes to virginia a few days ago and denies the fact that glenn youngkin won the governorship there in 2021 listen to this hello virginia <laughs> and the real governor terry mccullough See, see, they're just all a bunch of liars that get they, Democrats have no accountability. They can say whatever they want. <laughs> it must be nice to be a Democrat. They can just say whatever they want and, and get away with it. Um, they, they, they have it real nice, guys. <laughs> you, can, you can whine for years about being an election denier and and then you become one yourself. You, you can whine for years about how Trump's an election denier, a threat to our democracy. And then you get to go and say that. And it's just a big joke. It's all just a big joke to them. Here's one more message from our president. Might as well just get all these out of the way. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. (laughs) Why, Why are they clapping? Why are they cheering after he says that? What do they think that they heard? (laughs) They're just... Oh, it's because you know what, guys? Because these are the people who believe that Trump was a Russian plant. So they'll just cheer for anything the Democrats say, apparently. Okay. Okay. Well, um, hey, and you know what? If Republicans are going to pick Trump to be their champion this year, I mean, what are we going to say, guys? What are we going to say about Biden anymore? When If he wins the presidency a year from now, am I going to be playing clips like this? We can't do anything. We are an institute and a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. We have to. Or, or the other thing from the other day where he could not, he was, t- he was trying to complain about Nancy Pelosi and he kept calling her Nikki Haley. He got them confused in his head. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. 
So I, I loved I loved Ron DeSantis's. Well, this wasn't something he really said, but it's something the Babylon Bee put up. Here's their headline: DeSantis says he will try running again when he's a senile seventy five year old. So uh, I, it's sad. It's funny, but it's sad. Um, I tweeted the other day, a year from now, if Ron DeSantis has gone back to being America's greatest governor and Donald Trump is under house arrest whining about another stolen election, will Republicans admit they made a huge mistake? And I'll answer that question right now. No, they will not. (laughs) Because as much as I complain about how great it must be to be a Democrat, how you can get away with anything and how there's no accountability, there's really no accountability for the Republicans either. On that depressing note, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in for this episode. If you have any hate mail for me, send it to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. And uh, I'll be back in the next week or two. And let's have a discussion about should we as conservatives vote for Trump, who is in no way, shape or form a conservative if he ever even was in the first place. Let's talk about that next week. If you got thoughts on that, if you want to send me your thoughts on that subject, go right ahead, fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com, and then we'll respond to them on here, and I'll give you my thoughts. And so we'll be back next time on a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. (laughs) 